Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code SAVE. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a $5 bonus. One. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. That's Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and our producer, Cal Hunter. And this time, we are emphasizing the word entertaining because this one is going to be entertaining. We've already talked about the judge that points the gun at lawyers, allegedly. We're all gonna, Then we're going to talk about a lawyer who puts a hit on his former client or allegedly puts a hit. Uh, the, is the argument? He he, he, did, he was convicted and served time. For yeah, us. there we go. That's yes. right. That's he right. actually I, admitted to it. Yeah, but and then um, and then we're going to talk about a, a lawyer's remark that gets him in trouble. We're going to talk about a uh, what happens if uh, let's see what happens if your date stands you up. We're going to talk about that, and then we've got. Uh, Case or no case in a second here. Remember, seek counsel. We're talking about general topics of law. We're not giving you legal advice. So, Cal, I just want people to get in right away and get this going. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. If you say it, it is your wish is my command, and it's this way. A 38-year-old California woman has already been convicted of embezzlement, a fairly significant amount. Uh, and then she submitted a note to the federal judge after she was convicted before sentencing saying that she had a biopsy that revealed she has cancerous cells in a body part. The doctor said uh, she could not work to earn restitution and should not spend time in prison because of her condition. Another indicated that the woman, another note, indicated she was undergoing a surgical procedure and that her cancer had spread to other body parts. Yet another letter warned she cannot be exposed to COVID-19 in prison because of her fragile state. Her company, Paul Anderson Steele, was suspicious. They knew this woman was a skilled liar and would stop at nothing to avoid actually earning money or actually serving time. Ashley Chavez was her name. She was out on bond at the time these letters came in. So Anderson Steele decided to call her bluff and went to the court and asked that they demand an independent medical examination. The judge says, oh, I'm one step ahead of you. Guess what? The cancer and the notes were all fake. 
So Peterson Steele decided that was enough. They went to their corporate lawyer to see if they could sue Ms. Chavez to make sure that whenever she earned anything, that they would get their restitution. They asked their lawyer, Denise Dirks, if they had a case or no case. And do they? Um, yeah, she was convicted of embezzlement, correct? That was already done, yes. Okay. And um, the company that we're talking about, this talking to the lawyer, is the um, the victim in the embezzlement case. Correct. The company that lost the you know, six, up, upwards of six figures, over six figures. Yeah. Right. And so the question becomes who enforces the restitution or may that victim sue and get a civil judgment that they can collect against her. Is that what I'm understanding? Now, by the way, she did not tell you this. This case was heard in a federal court. Just wanted you to be aware of that, okay? I don't know why, but it was. Oh, well, because they're from different jurisdictions, maybe, or mm-hmm. it had a federal question. Okay, this is a case. Well, this that's is a, a good case. observation. No, no, it's not the embezzlement case. The question is, is there oh. a way for the victim to collect money against There was an embezzlement cases in federal court. That's what counts. Yes. Said. Okay, not yes, the yes. case. Okay. Correct. So this is a case, and I do believe that if they sued um, her civilly, that they could get a judgment that they can enforce. But if they're trying to enforce the restitution, I don't believe that's their job. I think the enforcement of the restitution is goes to the um, – the federal court or somehow or a federal entity, because I really don't know how criminal restitution works, to be honest. Todd does, and he gets to go last, <laughs> and that means me and, me and Fred. No, are, I got it down. No, Denise, don't throw me under the bus. I got it down. I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. Oh, I was going to say you exactly. were just as ignorant as I was, but no, I'm not, not going to say that. I know what I'm doing. Okay, I'm going to say I'm ignorant, but I'm going to say it is a case, and yes, they can sue her. All right, Cal, you ready for this? I am ready for yours, Mr. Okay, Penny. There's a real federal court case that, as you stated, um, the embezzlement uh, civil case, there's no such case. She, they did not bring a case against her due to the fact they know they couldn't. What's the purpose? There's, uh, number one, uh, they're not going to get anything out of her. And number two, if this is in California and like other states, they can go get some money from victims of crime. Uh, I don't know if a company can. I know individuals can. There's a victim of a crime um, a fund. There's a victim's fund. fund. Yeah, and if yeah, you actually yeah. lose money, you can go get that out of the victims of crime. I don't know if corporations can, but I know individuals can. This is she. Do, they do not end up suing her civilly. Hmm. Okay, uh, Mr. Kunin, uh, what do you think about this? Well, well, well. <laughs> Thanks for putting one in my wheelhouse. We're going to get schooled yeah. right I now. <laughs> I, know, I know the way this would work out on the state level. I don't know if the federal level is the same, but I'm going to hope that it is for purposes of my answer. I do have a question, though, about what you consider. I have to ask these clarification questions after last week. What do you consider a, quote, case if she files a collection action, if she gets a court order, if she if, if she seeks that the sheriff impose or, or gets a wage guard, if they get a wage guardsman, does that constitute a case for purposes of this? Sure. Oh, good heavens! Because <laughs> here's the deal: in, in in California, what happens is when a person is ordered to pay restitution. Usually that restitution has to be paid. Um, They can make payments, but that restitution 
is to be paid during the course of probation. So if they get a three-year probation or a five-year probation, they make restitution payments. And any amount at the conclusion of probation that has not been paid immediately converts to a civil judgment that then the victim is able to pursue any and all means uh, by which, I mean, they don't have to sue to get it. They've already got the civil judgment, and they can seek to enforce that by wage garnishments and any way that they can do that. And the fact that there was a case does not also preclude them from suing civilly for the same violation. So in this case here, I would say that... While the person is on probation, they cannot get any sort of wage garnishment unless they sue civilly and they chose not to. They're relying on the probation. They're relying on the restitution amount of the criminal case. And they have to wait for probation to be done in order for them so to So say that in it. simple English. Wow, case that was a or lot no of case. words. All of that? <laughs> what are you trying say, to say, Todd? No case. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, talk about a lawyer charging by the hour. <laughs> Darn straight. Anybody wow. want to call me and ask me a question? <laughs> yeah, so, like, so. Can, can, you see it? can I ask you a simple question? Hour and a half later. Well, here's your bill, ma'am. Uh, I, I just asked you if the, if, the, if the light was red or, or green. Welcome to the Todd Cunin word salad. <laughs> well, it, it, it is an interesting scenario, isn't it? Interesting yeah. possibility. Because people do steal all the time, unfortunately. And this uh, this woman was a bad actor. It was already proved in court that she had embezzled $160,000 and then sent these phony notes to the judge, which kept her out of jail six additional months, according to the federal judge, when he reviewed the whole matter. So uh, the federal official said there was no case from Peterson Steele, but... The federal judge also said restitution already factors into the sentence, and she will have this order hanging over her head until every penny of restitution is repaid. So now I would say Peterson Steele did not file a case. No, they didn't. And therefore, I would say Fred and Denise win. There was no case in Fred and yes, Denise, Denise win. That's there? my view. Fred and Denise and Todd. I said no oh, case. You said no, no case? it's oh. Fred and Todd, and I'm honest because I said it was a case she could Oh, that's right. Through. That's right. So I get zero. And, then and we see get how honest each. I am, and you guys sometimes I, question I, I my would, math. Look, I would propose, because of Denise and what she just said, that she she be award, awarded one point for ethics. No, no. <laughs> no, we're good. 1-855-LAW-RADIO. Join us. Uh, we're going to be back and talk more about uh, lawyers who are trying to put a hit on their client. We're yep. back. And next hour, the white-hot housing market in Wisconsin comes into play on Case or No Case. That's next hour. We'll be right back. Aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. 
Call Rate Genius now. 800 352 3308. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're Biz to Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170-800-738-0170-800-738-0170-800-738-0170. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Are you serious? Oh, that's down. This is Radio Law Talk. So in Illinois, there's an attorney by the name of Smeckle, and he represented, now, now keep this straight, a guy by the name of Brian Haig, H-E-G-G. So this is his client, Brian Haig, about a custody matter, so Denise understands and knows this, involving his former girlfriend, so obviously they had a child together. 
And somehow, um, Smagel says, <laughs> I'm representing you, Brian Haig, but you know what? Your ex-girlfriend's pretty darn cute, but uh, I'm going against her, but she seems pretty cute. And uh, next thing you know, uh, Smeckle and uh, his ex and uh, his client's ex-girlfriend become romantically involved. And uh, during the custody matter, supposedly, and so he goes, you know what? I'm just going to drop you, Mr. Haig, as my client so I can date your former girlfriend and um, get together with her, which they do. They become engaged uh, in, like, 2011, right? And they move in the, the child, mm-hmm. uh, Haig's child, and his former girlfriend, girlfriend move in with the, his former attorney. And that's right. So what, what's, what happens? Okay, now that's set up, Denise, the one that does uh, this type of uh, family law stuff, what happens after that? Well, obviously the custody battle still went on, and, um, and Haig, or the attorney Smeckle, uh, was getting, you know, anxious about it or, you know, feeling very protective about his fiance, and, you know, just wanted to get rid of his former client, so he was out of the picture. So the custody battle will end, and there's no problems anymore for his fiance. And so, you know, this attorney decides to try to hire a hitman to kill his former client. And the the thing is, he tries to hire all these different people, and he offers to pay $25,000 for a neighbor. And somebody tells the FBI. Nope, it wasn't the FBI. It was the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. So they set an agent in place. He pays to the agent $8,500 as part payment to kill Haig, his former client, and Alas, Smeckle is arrested. He does admit to it. He pleads to it. He serves eight and a half years. Yep, 2012. Right. He, he went in. He admits to it because he admits to this felony. He admits also to being disbarred. 2013. Consents to it, I yep, should say. He agrees to it. Then when he gets out after <laughs> serving his time, you know, he's rehabilitated now, he thinks. And he says, I want to practice law again. So then he, he. I, I want to kill another client. Uh, like, so yeah. So then he tries to practice law again, and he files his his request to be reinstated. And the um, agency that was reviewing him, uh, they basically said no, and because he didn't really appreciate that he was trying to kill his former client, he just doesn't seem to get the connection here that. What he did could have resulted in a death of his former client. <laughs> but somehow it seemed normal to him. Well, that's just what people do, I guess. That's right. right. Yeah. And so now what happens? He's going to have to appeal it. And the final appeal is with the state superior, our Supreme Court. But, you know, we don't bet here. But if I was a betting man, <laughs> I'm going to give him like uh, a thousand to one odds of winning. I, I think if I put, uh, you know. A hundred bucks on it, I could win a hundred dollars and a hundred one dollars. I don't know what state is this. That's critical. Illinois. 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 I don't know. Pretty corrupt place. It's been known to be. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying it's been known to be fairly corrupt. Who knows? Maybe you could buy off a guy. 
Maybe Jesse Smollett is sitting there going, I feel you, dude. I think You're never going to get a fair shake in this state. <laughs> I think there's a song about it, right? The Night Chicago so, I mean, I, I think, right? I, Yeah. Is that about corruption? I, I just yeah. work here. It is. All right. Absolutely. So, so, listen, so, so, so the guy's name is Smeekle, right? S-M-E-I-K-E-L. Now, anybody who's seen Lord of the Rings knows the character Smeagol. And what was that guy, Smeagol, willing to do just for the little ring, his little precious? He would kill. He would he would thieve. He would steal. I mean, he was just demented because he was intoxicated by this ring. What I want to see... My precious. I want to see the girl that he did all this for. Because I did a little research after we got this for cases. I want to see it. Apparently, she was very good-looking, some people that had commented, but there's no picture of her. And, and if I'm him on appeal, if she was that good-looking, I would bring up Lord of the Rings, and then I would say, I present to you Exhibit A, here's a picture. <laughs> and maybe there's a judge that says, well, normally I'm not in favor of uh, attorneys trying to kill their... Hired to kill their former clients, but in this case, I'll allow. I don't. Is that what he's expecting? <laughs> What's he going to say? <laughs> well, in this case, it's frowned upon behavior. It's more of a guideline than a rule, really. <laughs> what is he expecting? He's expecting the judge to go. Well, nobody was killed, yeah. and maybe next time it might happen. But let who among us cast the first stone? <laughs> really? Right. <laughs> Could you see being the first client? Yeah, I like to. Yeah, I'm going to handle this case for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, why is it? Why are you a fifty percent discount? Because if we don't get along, I'm gonna have an issue with you and take care of you. I mean, I mean what? What do you? <laughs> no, the judge it's, says you can only handle cases with unattractive women on the other side. <laughs> I mean, does the uh, d- does d- at some point does the court pull out the Ten Commandments and go? All right, let's just get on the list here. Uh, not covered under the man's check. Okay. Envy check. check. Murder check. Whoa, that, that's like three of ten. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad, really, if you're a defense lawyer. Not covet that on, if you, if you were three what about of, the covet one? Thou shalt not covet thy one. What's that one? If you, if, you were three out of if you were three out of ten in baseball, you'd be a millionaire playing for the Padres for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, my Whatever. gosh. After this, we're going to talk to you about a lawyer's remarks, and we're going to make Denise talk about this one because I'm not going to talk about this one because I don't understand about what's going on. But uh, anyway, it's something about Tuesday. But I, I, I'm not into the Tuesday thing, so we'll be back after this. So we can't connect the judge with the gun and the lawyer who's the hitman. They're, they're, but it would be great if they were together. And then you together. got something about Tuesday coming up. Right? Think about that. I don't so know what's going on. Lots on Radio Law Talk, and you're not going to want to miss a second of it on Entertaining Saturday for Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hold on. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. 
Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. How would you like to publish and sell your own audio book? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 721 4869. 800 721 4869. That's 800 721. Insurance. no fun just true now, now it's time for more radio law talk so there's a case going before a san diego judge in uh, uh california superior court and it's just a normal case and and what happens is this judge uh you know bring they all appear together and um the defendant's lawyer um loses and loses something that's you know, like it's not like a minor loss, but it's like they dismiss the case basically, and um, he's upset. Um, but he is very, very, um, I want to say, calm, cool, and collected in in at the end. And the judge literally comments like, "Well, thank you. Basically, thank you. You're very polite and kind. We appreciate." You know, after a loss. A lot of lawyers just, they don't say anything rude. They just walk out, you know. They just, okay, I'm, you know, I'm done. I walk out, you know. Don't say anything. But he happened to want to, uh, you know, say something. And so, uh, Denise, why don't you go through, why don't you quote his whole sentence, what he says. Do you see it there? Because I, yeah, I, I do. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, he okay. says, you know, at the end, and he says this to the judge and to the other people in the in the courtroom. Yeah, there are women. there's women on the other side. Right. The, there's two women that yeah. were um, the op- op- yeah. opposing attorneys. Opposite, yeah. And he says, I hope this doesn't sound unctuous. I need to know the definition of that because I think this might be the key. But I hope uh, this doesn't sound unctuous. But just to end the weekend on a good note, I want to thank the court staff. I always thank the court staff, by the way. Yes. I want to say to have a good weekend to Mr. DeMaria. I want to say have a good weekend to Ms. French, and I want to say have a good weekend to both 
MTS Council, that was the other council involved that were women. I'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Right? Quote. And the judge goes, well, that was really kind of you. Thank you. You know, that was a nice way to end this, you know. Case. And this was not in, in chambers. This was like in the courtroom, yeah. in the public, are present. And <clears throat> this terminology later, the judge found out later that there was a secret kind of in that expression that um, was very, very, very mean, cruel, nasty, offensive disrespectful, and yeah. offensive to women. Mis right. mis misogynist, no doubt about yeah. it. And I didn't know this expression. <laughs> of course, Todd knew it since he was in law school. Uh-huh. I'd never heard but the expression I'd either. never heard I it either. Know. So, uh, you know, apparently there's this kind of lingo. And because um, I've seen it before, I've seen, you know, see you next week, you know, yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. In, in kind of shortened words or you're just trying to use just the alphabet and not the full word to say something like LOL. That means laugh out loud, right? Uh -huh. So apparently see you next Tuesday means Don't say see you well. next anyway, week yeah. where you do see you and if oh, you look at next yeah, yeah. Tuesday, so he was spelling out nasty words. He yeah. was spelling out a nasty word, actually calling the two female attorneys that had won the case <clears> and <throat> was his opposing counsel in the case those words. And by the way, unctuous means to be ingratiatingly flattering. In other words, overly flattering. Yeah. He said, well, I hope I'm I, not being overly flattering when I call you this particular No, name. I thought that was the key for me because that word is knowing that I don't hear people use very much. Unctuous, yeah. Yeah, and, and I thought, you know what? There's He is ready to say something really bad by saying that word first. You're going to go, huh, what does that mean, you know, and you don't know and it's vague and kind of you know, ambiguous in a way, that word. So... But think about it. Okay, it's Friday. I'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, I'd be going Tuesday. What's going on? Tuesday? Everybody. I'm looking be. at my calendar. I'm like, we going to dinner? We going to lunch? But uh, but how it was brought up to the judge is in chambers. Apparently, the uh, the the women counsel went in to talk to the judge in chambers and said, we need to tell you something and this is what right. this means and and you know what the attorney admitted it and said it was sorry, that they yeah, that that he had kind of an ongoing um uh, game if you will with people in his firm to see if they could get away with saying that and nobody would know and that he realized how disrespectful it was and he did apologize right. but the judge has now made a rec recommendation not a recommendation has referred him to for state bar proceedings what a so. great corporate culture they must have huh but that was interesting <laughs> I mean, well really? the thing that's interesting too and denise and i you know look we are a little bit naive growing up and denise and i talk about that but i didn't think i was that naive i had no idea well i was like what's the big deal here you know todd's like <laughs> todd probably invented the phrase <laughs> oh my gosh no. did, did you not learn anything from the Muscle. johnny depp trial <laughs> <laughs> Good heavens. No, I did not invent the phrase. I, I do know, and I had mentioned this before, I'm a, I have some people that I went to law school with. They used to do a thing called, um, it was like deposition transcript bingo, oh, where, wow. where if they could come up with a phrase or say a word or something, and then if it showed up in the transcript, then they'd circulate the transcript and somebody get you know Weird. a certain shot up on there. And, and the thing that really struck out to me was the word unctuous. 
is not a typically used word, and I would think that would be the word right. for bingo. But apparently, this other phrase, you know, I could see that. I think it would be stupid if that was on somebody's board, but I could see somebody doing that, trying to make a joke and get back. Look at this. They used it in a, in a hearing and nobody caught it. Ha uh-huh. ha. But it appears in this one, not only did the two female attorneys take offense at it. I mean, they took offense immediately. When you talk about in-person chambers, well, you know the judge isn't going to let them come back and talk without the other guy That's being right. there. I think that – and again, it's on a Friday afternoon – that as soon as it was said, the two other attorneys knew exactly what he meant and said, Judge, we need to talk in chambers, or they raised it, and the judge says, I don't want to talk about it here on the record. Let's go back to chambers and talk about it, and everyone's there. He immediately admitted to the judge what he had done, and the judge had to refer him, but this was addressed very quickly, very immediately. And, and you know, look, if it was— And I think very appropriately. I, I, I agree. I agree. And the—, the the other error made by this attorney is if you have just finished what was arguably a contested hearing and you lost, you already know that the other side's radar is up because they're in adversary mode. Why would you say something that's a clear red flag? It's just – yeah. It seems rather immature to me. Maybe, maybe that's wrong, but maybe that's the wrong phraseology. Right. But it just seems very immature. Like no, that. I think it was immature. Totally immature. Very, very especially, much so. especially Lawyers being immature? I can't imagine. Well, yes, I think that happens sometimes, Mr. Penny. I'm shocked. I'm, I know lawyers are mature the whole time. Let's move on. Let's talk about, listen, Here's another wacko, wackadoo thing. A Michigan woman is suing a man for $10,000 for standing her up on a date. Now, she claims that it caused her emotional distress because that was the date that was her mother's birthday who had passed away, and it caused her stress, et cetera, et cetera. This poor guy goes on a date with this woman, and they have a date, and clearly something happened. What? No, he went on one date. Oh, it's his second think, date. Yeah. Oh, I thought then, it was yeah. the first. Yeah, no, I thought no, no okay. the first date he goes on a date, and clearly he probably said after that, yeah, I'm not going on another one. And somehow there's another date set up, and then he cancels on it, right? That's what he does. So isn't that well, right? He, just, he, just, yeah. he ghosts her. Yeah, he ghosts her. He ghosts her. So, yeah, uh, yeah he said, we had one date and nothing else after that. Now I'm being sued for $10,000 is what he says. Does, is so, this in small claims? I don't know. This is in Michigan. Um, but no, 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 this is what happened. No. And so what happened is the judge argues, look, the judge basically threw it out and said, you're in the wrong courthouse. You're in the wrong courthouse. Stop, Todd. I see what you're doing. Denise started it. I saw the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was interesting why the judge said it was in the wrong courthouse yes. and, and what happened between the plaintiff and the judge. Cause oh, I, I, yeah, I know. I kind of got the feeling the judge was a little fed up with this person who has a history of filing lawsuits. A lot right? of lawsuits in the past. And uh, and this was filed as a as a civil action, right? Right. right. And so as soon as she, she – from context, it appears that she made some reference to the conduct of the, de- of the named defendant 
being criminal in nature, at which point the judge says, well, then you're in the wrong courthouse. You need to go over there. That's the criminal courthouse. Not oh, here. This is civil. I thought it was dismissed because it was <laughs> no. in civil and it should have been in small claims. No, you get what no. I mean? he pushed it over to criminal. Like, oh, you gotta, that's so funny. You got to go over to the, because this is not a, 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 you know what the judge is doing? Uh, Henry and I got in a little argument, the other judge yesterday. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah, here you go. You go over to this court. This is the one. <laughs> All right. When we come That's back, so cool. we're going to come back and finish up talking about these weird cases, man. We got weird cases today. We'll be back. More Radio Law Talk is coming up right here on your favorite local radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com, where you can hear all of our episodes at no charge just by click on Listen Live, and you can go through all of them. They're all right there on RadioLawTalk.com. We'll be back. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick 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 Quack car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the Window Replacement Hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-710-3739. 800-710-3739. That's 800-710-3739. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network 
Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-721-4869. 800-721-4869. That's 800-721-4869. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Boys are weird. Who told you that? This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Petty. I love to talk, and that's why I have a radio show, but uh, sometimes it's more Denise and Todd's turn. But with this, I want them to talk about this one. This one's interesting. A judge is suspended. Now, let me tell you what happens in, in, in court. A lot of times the plaintiffs will bring a case, and then defense will bring a counterclaim. They'll do the defense, and there'll be a, what's called a cross-complaint or a counter-complaint back against the plaintiffs, right? Saying, no, well, not only that, uh, you know, you're suing me for X, but um, I want X amount back from you, blah, 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 right? So this is what happens in this case in Washington. It's in Cowlitz County. I have no idea where that is. And the judge gets censored and suspended. Censored means kind of, I'm going to say a slap on the hand, and suspended without pay for 10 days. So what did she do? Does anybody want to say what she did that was interesting? And Denise, you even said you've seen this happen in the past. Yeah, it used to. this used to happen. Okay, so what happened is that um, there was a case before her, and she issued two judgments that were inconsistent with each other, a judgment in favor of the plaintiff, and then there was a judgment in favor of the defendants. And she couldn't explain why. Um, it appeared she had issued the judgment in favor of the defendants on a non-existing counterclaim. And I, while I haven't seen this exact scenario, it, I've seen in the past, and it happened a long time ago, it's not something that currently is happening, but uh, on domestic violence restraining order, um, somebody would file a domestic violence restraining order, and if during the trial there is enough facts to support another one protecting the other party from the one seeking the restraining order, there were some judges that would issue two domestic violence restraining orders, although only one of the parties had actually applied for. And that happened in the past. It doesn't happen now because, you know, it, it, it was clearly um, adjudicated to be wrong. So in this particular case, she issued two judgments she couldn't explain. And then in another one, which was a traffic court case, um, she had kind of expressed to a litigant that she believed they were guilty of the traffic infraction. She took a break 
discuss something off the record and out of the sight of everybody else with that particular litigant, defendant, and came back and dismissed the case without any reasoning for it. So, of course, it just looks bad. So when she was brought up before the Judicial Commission, um, she couldn't explain the two judgments, and she also did not explain the dismissal, but her penalty was getting suspended for 10 days without pay. Censor. Censor is when you kind of get like you did something really wrong, and there's in, in California, there's two kinds. There's a public and there's a non-public censor. This one doesn't say if it's public or non-public, but a censor is something, you know, basically it's, it's a slap on the hand, but it's more of a slap on the face in a way, just because it's telling you you did something wrong from an agency that disciplines you. It's like sticking you. you out in the public, yeah. Yeah. As a- it's like, like discipline. It's discipline. So she also had to agree, or she agreed as part of her... Um, uh, discipline that she would not seek re-election. She was an elected judge. Um, she would not seek re-election or seek to get public office without approval from the commission. So she limited herself uh, in the future as to what she can do without permission of the commission. So that I put, thought was a very important part. This was in Washington State. Um, anyway, we don't often yeah, see uh, things about judges well, getting suspended. Well, the interesting thing about it, and to make this this part a little simpler, basically what what happened, you know, is they brought a suit, and she awarded the defendant something that they didn't they didn't counterclaim. You know, they didn't. In other words, they didn't do their job, or they didn't ask for anything. She goes, well, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give that to you. You know, well, plaintiff's counsel's like, uh, they didn't ask for that. And not only asked for it, they didn't cross complain or set it in their, in their papers. So that's, that's what started. The, the interesting thing to me as I look at, uh, this, now this may just be the, the way that, um, the article from the ABA journal was worded, but I noted that it said that the judge was unable to explain why two judgments were awarded under her signature. And an award, uh, and why an award on a never asserted counterclaim was provided, and so the, the only thing, and I could be just unduly parsing things out. I know when I when I work for the district attorney's office, and sometimes you see this, they had a stamp for my name, and and there would be if a complaint was filed and. I filed a complaint. I didn't sign it. They would stamp it. And sometimes you have stamps for certain judicial officials as well. And I, you know, she's unable to explain why an award was made under her signature. I don't know if it was she signed it or if it was a stamp. But the thing is, is even if it was erroneous like that, judge, you gotta, you gotta keep on top of this. You have to be in charge of your staff. You have to be in charge of what's going on in the courtroom. Things should not be issued under your name if you um, are taking control of the courtroom. These issues all occurred over a small period of time. Uh, one, the first, the traffic infraction incident was in June of 2021, and then the signature was in August of 2021. So it was just during the summer of last year. I don't know what was going on. There's probably a lot of things that we don't know. The thing about the traffic case to me that is probably the most egregious and why she was reprimanded there was, look, if she thought the person was guilty and was going to dismiss the case, you come back on the record and you state why. 
you say, you know, in the interest of justice, you list certain factors, why you're going to uh, dismiss the case, notwithstanding the evidence. But the egregious part here is the off-the-record conversation with the uh, litigant. And then the next question is, was anybody representing the other side? In every traffic case, it's the state versus that person. Who was representing the state in that conversation with the judge? And if nobody was there, that's what makes this particularly egregious, not only because the state was not there, but it just looks really bad. Like, theoretically, somebody could have a pipeline to get their cases dismissed if they go up and talk to the judge without anybody there. Right. Uh, and there are, there are a lot of times when traffic court judges will look at a person's record and say, you know what, you've got a perfect record here. I'm just going to dismiss it. This is, And they explain why they're doing it on the record, and they do it before there's any discussion you know outside of that case it's all there on the court record both parties are there and usually the state doesn't matter they don't mind it not matter they don't mind that that's happening because they also are not going to be such a hard person saying oh i'm going to destroy this person's record and it's a traffic court infraction so all it's going to do is make them pay higher insurance maybe you know or they might have a fine so i mean i do she hadn't been a judge very long. She was um, elected in 2019, and she made these mistakes. And I just think as she has more opportunity experience. and experience and stuff, this type of thing would not happen again. And like you said, there could have been something going on in her I, life during that very short period well, of time. Well, I've talked to judges, and we all know judges that are – especially ones that move from – the civil practice or the DA's office or and they move into the uh, as a judge there's a lot of stuff you have to know as a judge a judge is just there is and you've got a, you know you've got the possibility of appeal or don't forget lawyers you're working on like one case that case you work on a number of them but you can focus on the case judges are hearing sometimes you know 50 cases a day and and they got to you know, make a decision. Boom, 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 boom. And a lot of times, judges, I know some that have come from the district attorney's office. Oh, okay. They've been in their year. They're doing criminal. It's easy from. Oh, by the way, you're in the family law court now. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Never touched a family law. So it, they hard. struggle. You know, I, I wanted to say something. This is something that happened. Um, I, I was in my very first jury trial, and I the judge was talking. Somebody objected, and somebody, you know, something was going on. And I looked up at the ceiling because I was trying to think what it meant in the Court of Appeals and how that would be if it was appealed, right? And the judge said, Ms. Dirks, the answer is not on the ceiling. <laughs> Nice. It was funny. He went out Judge Judy on you is what he did. (laughs) I was just going to say we we wondered where Cowlitz County was, and it's south of Tacoma, north of Portland. It's about halfway between Tacoma, Washington, and Portland, Oregon. We'll be back. Hour number three. We're going to do another case or no case, and we're going to talk about Ricky Martin. We'll be back. Get a little Ricky Martin in your life. That's coming up next on the uh, Radio Law Talk right here with Frederick Penny, Denise Dirks, and Todd Keenan, and you. And we thank you for listening. We'll be back. Remember, Radio Law Talk is available 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday, live on RadioLawTalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. 
a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Here's serial entrepreneur with words from another happy payroll customer. Patriot Software has saved our business by allowing me to focus on other aspects of the business rather than spending so much time on multiple platforms to do the things entailed on running a business. I found Patriot by complete accident and I don't regret it. It is continuing to save our company, and I'm extremely excited to see what else it entails. Easy to learn, easy to use, small business software tailored just for you. Visit us at PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money.